and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 130 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over season 6, episode 20, Memento, aka Not the Guy Pierce movie, aka <laughs> Trust Charlie Davenport. And I will get to that later. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> uh, my uh, aka is um, Kelfest should have played a Cardassian. <laughs> that feels right. I, I know enough about Cardassians. This is the actor I literally had to look up, go, did you play a Cardassian DS9? Because you should have. He seems like he could have. Yeah, he would He would have been perfect casting. Yeah, he's a good, good Cardassian. So, <coughs> woo! That was weird. Sorry about that. <laughs> See, what Mitchie extra- would like you to think is that there's <laughs> coffee in that mug. But they're probably this is not. literally straight coffee because um, I've just gotten off a weekend vacation and I was on a three hour vacation tour. No, I'm gonna keep doing that anytime was, you say the word. Vacation. I was on a three hour tour on a sailboat, <laughs> a three hour tour. <laughs> right before driving home for a couple hours <laughs> to talk with you, fine folks. It's good times. You know what I did all day? I yeah. did. I ate. I woke up and then I ate and I then woke I napped. Up. I got out of bed, <laughs> comb across my head. And I was going to go with, <laughs> woke up quick at about noon, thought that I ought to be in Compton soon, gonna get drunk before the day begins, I think before my mom starts. Tr- okay, I think good. that, like, accurately classifies the two of us. It just encompasses it who just we are. It just encompasses. Every once in a while, I think the song choices that we make yeah. are kind <laughs> of perfect. Although, for me, it could also be the Dynamite <laughs> Hack version versus the Ike. Ice Cube version, but either way, I'm happy. You know it. Today also, was a good day. Do you know it also perfectly encompasses who we are? I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> like legit, I know who Ice Cube is at least. Yeah, there, I at least that's got all that, that matters. Dynamite Hag did a cover of um, of Today Was a Good Day. I think in the early early 2000s, if not the late ni- 1900s. Uh huh. Um, but it's like nerdy white boy version of the song. One of the crewmen on the schooner today we were on said his parents bought the boat when he was one. Oh. And that meant the year 2000. Oh, that hurts. That hurts my heart. Uh-huh. I mean, grew up on the boat and he's in college now. Oh, my heart. <laughs> yeah, my niece was born in 99 and lives on her own and has a car and a yep. license and things. And I and like, bought her own first car recently. Like we're not even old, <laughs> except we're super old. We're not old. Old people. Alrighty. Old. So February twelfth, two thousand and three. Yes. It was written by Damian Kindler, directed by Mr. Peter Deloise, <laughs> and uh, so Robert Foxworth, who plays Ashwin. Hmm. I think most people know him for his role in Falcon Crest back in the eighties. Um. I know him because he was on an episode of Sequest. <laughs> I know him. Yes. As Charlie Davenport. Let me tell you about Charlie Davenport. Please tell me about Charlie Davenport. In the near future, after 2003, in the year 2005, a in Miss Rory year... Gilmore. Oh! 
gets in trouble <laughs> for stealing a boat. I do remember the boat stealing incidents. Now, speaking Miss, of boats. There you go. Speaking of boats. Now, Miss Roy Gilmore gets in trouble for stealing a boat and then has this big rift with her mother. So she, she moves does. in with the Gilmore grandparents. She does. Who hire her. A very prestigious, but a little bit inept lawyer. I do remember this. Who ends up getting her a crap ton of, of community, community service. service. This man is Charlie <laughs> Davenport. This man is Ashwin. <laughs> this man is Ashwin. So this is why this episode is called Trust Charlie Davenport? <laughs> Question mark? Because back in the day, he was very trustworthy. Uh-huh. Spoilers. <laughs> but in two years, this man gets cocky <laughs> and should not be trusted. Um, I, I will say the episode of Sequest that he was in, he commanded a colony underwater where everyone goes crazy violence. And, oh, so, yeah. so let's, uh-huh. I'm going to stick with Trust Charlie Davenport. Um, he was also General Haig on Babylon 5 and Admiral Leighton on the DS9 two-parter Home from Paradise Lost, which is a great episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's probably where I know him best. Um, but most recently, you have heard his voice. As Ratchet in the Transformer films. Oh, wow. Both, I will say this, both Ashwin and Calphus have amazing voiceover voices. Voiceover peoples are pretty cool. They peoples. are. They are. So, onward in episode word. <laughs> so the Prometheus is officially named Prometheus at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually having sort of its actual maiden voyage and not whatever the fuck that was when people were kidnapped side trip. Yeah, that was like the poor <laughs> it was, Prometheus. Uh, I don't want to use a bad analogy here. But yeah, this was, she went unwillingly that she, time. Yes. This time she is willing. So we're in the middle of a fight. Um, th- at least that's what looks like it is. It's, yeah, it's an intro to a different space show altogether. It's like, what it show is. is this? It's start. Wormhole Extreme. <laughs> Wormhole Escape. It's a little above. It's Starship Gate. Jefferson. <laughs> You said Starship. I did. Oh, it's Jefferson we Starship. We built this city. We built this ship. Uh, on Rocky We built Road. this ship on the Quadria. <laughs> hey, that actually worked. I know. <laughs> I always liked Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, and Starship. I liked, yeah. Because of Grace Slick. Okay. it was the only famous Grace other than Princess Grace. I mean, also Grace Slick is pretty awesome. She's pretty freaking cool. So anyways, we're in the middle of what looks like a fight. Uh, it does make it clear fairly quickly that it's a drill. Yeah. Um, there's Hatox coming out of hyperspace, <laughs> quote unquote. And Colonel Ronson, who's the commanding officer, is like, gung-ho <laughs> for a fight. Yeah. And somewhere below, Jack and Teal are just like, can anyone just watch where you're going and not run into me? Yeah. I, I like this. It's, it's kind of just seems like Jack's not a fan of dress rehearsals. Um, I didn't do theater nearly as much as you did, but yeah. I did a little bit of theater. And there's always the asshole who's like, okay, I'm pretending. And he's yeah. like, just do it. Just do the dress We're all rehearsal. doing it. And he's like, oh, I'm doing it. Everyone can- hates tech week, guys. Yeah, but can we just do it? <laughs> just do the thing. Um, calling battle stations is getting real annoying to yeah. them. Jack <laughs> just wants to go talk to Ronson and he's like super ornery. Yeah. yeah. Jack, like there's clear there's friction between these two the entire episode. And I think my favorite meta comment of the entire episode, possibly the entire season, hmm. is when Ronson orders his officers to prepare to fire. And Jack is like, wouldn't the weapons officer already be prepared to fire? Yowza. <laughs> Just blew my mind. 
can we get an indeed? Yeah. Um, Fair to fire. So Jack wants to talk, and Ronson's like, aren't you supposed to be doing something that's not entirely on the bridge? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to not be here, because you're just here for pretend time? So they leave and let the drill continue, and the pissing match will be held for another day. The peeing race. And credits. <laughs> the as, peeing race. As, as uh, Linda Belcher likes to say. <laughs> Um, so when we come back, Jack is FaceTiming with Hammond and some random guy, (laughs) some random guy behind Hammond recording information. I believe he's writing. Yeah. Which is appropriate. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's the episode writer, David (laughs) Kindler. It's like, well, there's already someone taking his notes, but no, writers write. It's they literally do. Damon Kindler. It's the yeah, writer. It's writers. <laughs> Just like weirdly writers lingering. Be writing all day. Weirdly lingering behind Hammond. <laughs> Um, and Jack's like, I'm just... Do you think that he started writing, or do you think they were just like, just stand there, and he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Just put a lab coat on. I don't know what to do with my hands. He's like, here, writer, write a thing. This reminds me, I will post this picture. Grace doesn't even know that I took this picture yet. We went to St. Augustine, and we went to the lighthouse and climbed all the way to the top to the goddamn lighthouse. Whoa. Um, but before we climbed all the 50,000 million steps... Seven million the steps. There is a room that, you know, they have all the artifacts of what the lighthouse... Uh-huh. Keeper people used. Sure. There's a giant fucking wrench. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Even bigger giant than the Stargate wrench giant, wrench. giant wrench. And giant. I got a picture of the giant wrench. I am so, I've never so, been more proud of you. I will I literally took it specifically to show Grace and show you guys. So I'll post a picture as soon as I can get off my camera of the giant wrench from St. Augustine Lighthouse. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. Um so anyway, Jack does not want to be here on Prometheus. He's, you know, he. I also get the feeling that Jack prefers to be the one calling the shots. And if he's going to be on Prometheus, he would like to be the commander of Prometheus. Mm. Um, SG-1 has some experience they can pass down on hyperspace travel and the ship. And Things and stuffs. There's some convenient side mission to P7, a uh, sub-number that should only take a couple hours. 744. I don't know why I remember this one, but I do. Okay. It's not in the notes. Somebody tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I feel know. like it's I, I have a different number written down, but you could be right. Oh, I don't okay. know. Maybe that's the one they go to next. That's the one they yeah. end up at is 744. So, um, and it's nice to have SG-1 there if shit hates the fan. I remember, you remember the show's called SG-1. Yeah. So I'm assuming if they're on Prometheus, mm-hmm. shit may go down. Like, so here's the thing. I appreciate where, um... Where dude's coming from, dude whose name I just Ronson. forgot. We're no, Ron- I, I totally get where Ronson's coming from. And where he's like, look, let us, yeah. we got to learn how to do this ourselves. Oh, yeah. But also saying what could possibly go wrong is it's the worst thing you could ever say. Yeah. It's like, well, you just jinxed this mission. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, don't come into a newsroom and go, it's quiet. Don't do that. There's nothing that bothers me more than when people go into our office and go, it's quiet in here. Yeah, it's don't like, do that. Fuck off forever. <laughs> Go fuck forever. off. <laughs> so, so we cut to space and uh, we cut to the bridge and the ship's heading into hyperspace. Awesome. So while in hyperspace, Ronson's ordering more diagnostics, more mm-hmm. drills to Gant, who's one of the officers. I couldn't tell if this is the Riker of the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, she didn't I'm... She didn't sit on any chairs by throwing her leg over the back well, of it. Sure, yeah. So I just, you know, you naturally can't tell if she's the Riker. 
I do wish I felt like this could have been an opportunity and I forget what happened to our friend, but our friend Sam's trainee yes. woman. Yeah. I feel like this would have been a great opportunity to, to bring have her, her back. Yeah. yeah. And I just wonder if um if Yeah, I just sort of wonder where she is in training and, and if she's true. on her own team or something like this. But it would have been great. That would have been really cool. Yeah. So she has the same look about her. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know what it is? It's the French braid. <laughs> probably. So Jack is waiting in the elevator for Ronson and they compliment each other's teams. Mm-hmm. And Jack is annoyed at being bored shitless and yeah. basically reminds Ronson that it would be smart to use the expertise of Teal'c or Carter or please give me something for the love of God to yeah. do. Um, and Ronson has a point. He's like, this is a shakedown cruise. You're not going to be here forever. Right. Um, I, my crew needs to know to hand to handle each other. They need to know, have uh, confidence in me. Jack's like, I can respect that. He's absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's like, besides, it's not like they'll run into the ghoul on the mission. Ding, ding, ding. You said the magic word. We're and in trouble. that, Prometheus <laughs> drops out of hyperspace. Now, to Ronson's credit, they yeah. don't run into gold. They do not run into the gold. But Actually, they run into a lack of gold. Yeah. <laughs> a lack of... Oh, that's a good name for a song. Uh, a lack of gold. A lack of gold. It's like a ballad. Um, A.K.A. why history is important. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. So they head to the bridge and no one really has any clue what happened right now. And all they know is something must have caused the hyperdrive to shut down automatically. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like the the computer sent some instability in the quadria. Yeah. There's a disturbance in the forest. There is a disturbance in the quadria. So yeah, (laughs) Sam and Jonas are, you know, they're right. There was a super massive power surge and failsafes kicked in and the computer won't let them try and restart it. Mm -hmm. Um, Jack's like... It kind of reminds me like when my TV died last week. Mm Mm-hmm. A very sad moment. R.I.P. in peace. R.I.P. in peace, TV. (laughs) (laughs) Let me... Like, I know you're going to go into it, but it's exactly the same thing that happened where... The TV died, and I'm like, huh, power, power died, power dead. Can I turn it off and turn it on again? It's like, no, Second the system. bulb dead. Yeah. Turn it off and turn it on again? No, bulb dead, Grace. I and will so get into the bulb now. There was, a, there was a Sam in my brain, and there was a Jack in my brain, and they were all in there, and the Jack was like, just turn it off and turn it on again. It's like, can you stop? <laughs> that didn't work. He's dead. Mind you, the TV is 10 years old. It had run its course. But R.I.P. and Peace TV. Um, I'm done. Yeah. So. (laughs) Sorry. Basically what they have is a giant surge protector on the hyperdrive. And yet surge still happened. Yeah. Surge found a way. Surge. Surge is real. (laughs) Surge found a way. And I love when Sam's like. I'm going to go look at this and check this out. And Jonas is going, me too. I, I do things. I <laughs> have fun times. Gan heads down with him too. Uh, when they get down to the entry room, yeah, sure enough, something caused the buffer to overload, which is weird to Gant since by definition, hyperdrive is set to handle a massive uh-huh. amounts of energy. But Jonas is the mother checking as well. And the ship's sensor log shows some gravity waves that they pass through on their way. Enter my newest band name, which is now going on the list of band names. Gravity waves or gravitational waves? Gravity waves. Okay, gravity waves. It's a good. It's I'm seeing them as like a, a sort of a beach, like a Beach Boy style. So I was thinking that could work, but it's also industrial indie, if that makes sense. Okay, could be like experimental sound. Okay. 
But I do like the beach music too. Yeah, like maybe they rock. use some surf rock maybe in their experimental. Yes, yeah. it's surf rock experimental sound. There you go. Kind of like the guys who do the song "Take It Easy," and I can't remember their name take right now. Take it easy. Different. Take, take it easy, but I like it. Again, <laughs> again. Where are vines go? Why is that <laughs> band leaving my brain? I'm gonna look it up. So Don't, anyway, so it sounds like what happens is you know how um, the issue before is that the quadri is super unstable and they have no yes. way of controlling where they're going. Well, they made a buffer. They made a nozzle to control it. Yes, and that be broke. It's not working. So no more. they be a bit fucked. Yeah. And at least they have a Sam there, but Sam can't. Sam's something. like, I can't create items yeah. that don't exist. So, guys, gravitational waves. Tell me things. So these have been in the news sort of recently. Um, think of them as, you know, how uh, of wrinkles in fabric of space time. Okay. So, you know, you've seen sort of those... Um, illustrations that it looks like a plane and looks like a bowling ball and you have like the surface curving down as a gravity well. So if you think of that same sort of fabric, gravitational waves are like, they're like wakes. They're like, like boat wakes. So what's left of that dip? No, of when something that heavy moves. Got it. It's like when you jump on the bed. Yes. And then the other side of the bed wiggles. Yes. Okay. Got it. Um, so. I'm an adult. I don't jump on the bed. Except I do. That's <laughs> uh, what beds are for, right? Yeah. Um, Surfer blood. When an uh, when an object that that heavy. Wait, sorry, what was the name? As the name of the band is Surfer Blood. That's a good name. It is a good name. It's a good name. <laughs> um, so yeah, when they when they travel, that something that's heavy enough and travels fast enough accelerates through space time, makes these ripples that head at the speed of light. Okay, those are the gravitational waves. Um, and they what they actually do is they actually distort space time. Um, and they, they sort of decrease their strength exponentially as they go out, which means... Which makes sense, because waves do that. Yeah, yeah. Which, so they decrease very quickly, okay. but they last a while. Um, so by the time the ones that we've been detected reach Earth, they're, like, beyond tiny. Beyond it's tiny. It's like the tiny little wave that, like, picks up no grains of sand. Yes. It just kind of is, like, a little bit over. Like, they need a super sensitive <coughs> instrument to measure them. And mm-hmm. what they're actually doing is they're actually bending and warping space-time if we could see them. Okay. So if Blue. you amplified them up, you would actually see the distance. Like, you'd see the distance between us actually, like, warp. Okay. Because it's distorting It's just that so fabric. small that they're you don't... So, that's really freaking cool. They're so tiny. That, that sounds like a really cool superpower to have, to be able to yeah. see that. Like, would the Flash be able to see that? The Flash, actually, because uh, Speed Force is basically, you can blame anything on Speed Force. Because I'm pretty Speed Force. sure somehow Speed Force be able to detect it. Brother Matt, tell me if I'm right. Speed um, Force detect gravity waves. Yeah, like the number of the number of zeros like are like after the decimal point of uh-huh. the sizes of these are like points I'm not even going to go into. That's really cool. So in 2016 the LIGO which is the laser infer infer oh, infrared? No. No, infrared Infrarometer. Infrarometer. Remember I've been on a water all day? How dare you call Gravitational me? Wave Observatory and the Virgo Inferometer, which, by the way, an infrarometer is a way to measure um, electromagnetic waves. Okay. Like the most simplistic form of it. Infrarometer? Yeah, infrarometer. Yeah. Got it. 
Um, like you can you can measure interference when you split light. Okay. It's actually pretty cool. Like I've used them before. That works. Like you can like look at the spectrum when you split it out. So it's basically just measuring the waves, electromagnetic waves, Got basically it. at the most basic. Simplistic. It's a thing. It's a microscope for waves. Yes. <laughs> It's a microwaver. So, um, anyway, <laughs> LIGO and Virgo announced the first observation of gravitational waves in 2016. Okay. Um, it happened... Oh, so that's it, recent. Yes. Wow. It happens like a year or two before then. Um, and these were first um, idealized <laughs> by Henry uh, Poncari. I'm butchering it. I'm sorry. I want to see. Poncari. Pon. Poncar? Poncar? Sure. In 1905. Henri Poincaré. Yes, in 1905. But was really sort of solidified and predicted by Einstein in 1916. It is general theory of relativity. And Sony gets most of the credit for it. Nice. Um, but the ones we observed, they actually got the measurement, I think, in 2014 or 15. It was yeah. before it was announced. Oh, cool. It was actually the merging of black holes. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So many things. So the black holes merged. And that created, the, their moving and colliding created enough of, because so you remember. So many waves. The waves were so big. Yeah. That they were actually measurable by the time they got to us. So you know what I think of? Like those ropes that people yes. do stuff with. Uh-huh. And so it's like. Those people who actually exercise. The, yeah. So yeah. Those CrossFit <laughs> peoples. Don't, don't look at me. Um. So it's like basically like, okay, so usually I'm the one playing with the ropes and yeah. it's fun and I make little waves. And then freaking Terry Crews, black hole number uh -huh. one, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson, yep. black hole number two, two or three if you decide that they're two people, yeah. come and do like giant ass waves uh -huh. and those are the ones we were able yes. to see. Got it. And for the record, Dwayne Johnson and the Rock are twins. They're not the same person. Got it. It's my own little personal the theory. Personal, <laughs> the truth is out there. Um, anyway, so we've actually now seen, quote unquote, a few more black holes and actually a binary neutron star merger as well. Binary the same way. two. So binary, yes. Binary uh, neutron star. So there's okay. two neutron stars. Got it. Double and neutrons. And I, I'm pretty sure it's just those two stars merging Double into each other. Neutrons. I could be wrong because I'm blaming uh, Day on the Water. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is really fun. <laughs> Anyways, the discovery of that won the Nobel Prize in physics last year. Yeah, um, I would imagine. Yes, it was a really big deal. And um, I actually, I can't remember. That may have been one of the things we talked about over on GeekSake the time that we were there last year. I remember that. Um, but it's one of the few ways you can actually observe a black hole merger. Um, be so gravitational waves <laughs> like, in astronomy are pretty think hot It's like right a now. business contract that they signed before they merged. Yep. They're like, yeah, so we're going to take this part of the atmosphere. I don't uh -huh. know what you call it out there. Sure. Then we're going to take this section of it over here. <laughs> Everybody cool? Okay, sign it. Sign it. Except they it. basically Are we going to publicly trade this merger? They no. just kind of eat each other. Yeah. And just become one. They're more like amoebas It's more like merging. a sexier merger. It's like, nah, it's nah. Like, they like have, two dogs playing. Like, these two black holes have sex so hard that they're just <laughs> one black hole now. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me happy. They I just, do like your amoeba reference. It's though. a long, it's it's a lot of foreplay. They yeah. circle around each other for a long time. So they'll mating dance. Uh huh. Yep. Black hole mating dance. <laughs> that is the name of the album for Gravity Waves. 
That's true. It works really well. Black so anyway, hole mating dance. Back up in the Prometheus I'm version. I'm so sorry, guys. Of a briefing room. <laughs> I am not. Jack and Teal'c enter in the middle of discussion on... I gotta uh, write it down. ...if Thor will save them all or not. <laughs> um, he's usually really helpful in cases like these. Sam is basically shrugging at this point. She's like, meh. She's like, I don't really know. I mean, I can't fix it. There's, I could try, but there's a I risk think of that's the whole what thing it is critical. for Sam. Like, Sam's like, knows pretty quickly whether she can help a situation or not. And yeah. she's like, I'm out. Well, she's like, I helped build this shit. Like, I know what it takes to fix it. And we don't, you can't just fix it. Yeah. She's like, I'm telling you, there's nothing that can be done. And Ronson's like, cannibalize what you need. And Sam's like, it doesn't work that way. Um, you can't just fix it. She likens it to a light bulb going out. Yeah. And I will say that is not a good analogy. Oh. Um, because, like, I'm fairly certain MacGyver can hijack a replacement filament for oh, a light bulb. you can bulb. make a filament out of a piece it's of hair. not going to last as long. Yeah. It's going to give you some light. Which, to be fair, if this is, if you're trying to use the light bulb out to of a paper hyperdrive situation, all you need is There's be able to spark. get one jump, either yeah. home and it would work with the little replacement filament. So I say I'm calling bull on Sam's light bulb, light bulb analogy. What would we use instead? What is irreplaceable? It's like saying its heart went out and you're trying to replace it with and a lung. And we do not have a replacement heart right now. No, definitely no. So anyway, Jack is asked if we have any light bulbs. And Ronson's like, there's no redundancy for that particular system. There's no redundancy for light bulbs, sir. And Jack responds with, so you're saying there's no redundancy... <laughs> and Jack, I love you. Yeah. I love, yeah. I love just a big warm hug of that yeah. level of snark. It's pretty, it's pretty good stuff. Um, and it would take light years. It would take, sorry, it would take years <laughs> on sublight engines if they don't have the supplies. But Jonas has another option. And uh, this is the Jonas point where I really started someone? wondering if John Novak, who um, plays Ronson actually, has ever played a Cardassian. Oh. Not Kelphis. I apologize. Oh, um, if John Novak, who plays Ronson, has played a Cardassian before, because what? he would be an amazing Cardassian. Oh. It's just the presence and how he talks. And very like, commending. He just would play an amazing Cardassian. No, there is a... Com- on DS9, yes. there is a Cardassian who is part of the crew, right? She's half Cardassian? At one point, there's a half Cardassian... Mm. Wait. Or the woman... There's a woman... Uh, there is a half Cardassian, half Bajoran character on Bajoran. DS9. Yes. But she's not member of the quote unquote crew. Who's the woman that I'm thinking of that's part of the crew who's like this major badass and her people are super badass, but then they were like taken over? Were they taken over by the Me Cardassians? Kira? Yes. Okay. Kira. She is Bajoran. It. And Bajoran. Her, her planet was taken over by the Cardassians. By the Cardassians. So she's she part of them. the resistance. Yes. yes. I knew there was some sort of situation. Yes. There. Um, but I'll no, get there eventually. John Novak would be an amazing I'm like Cardassian. everybody's great-grandmother who's like, who's that boy that you like? <laughs> he yeah. has done a ton of voiceover for anime because this guy's voice is amazing, so that makes yeah. sense. Anyways, on the bridge, um, Jonas shows some information on their laptop, and there is a planet, P3X744. Yes. yes. That is 0.3 light years, which is still... 1.76 times 10 to the 12 miles. I mean, it's not 2,000 light years. No. And the planet That's is... my Easter egg. It's a Green Day song. 2,000 light years away. There's a Green Day song called 2,000... But she's 2,000... Okay. She's something light years away. Okay. Got it. I'll find it. Uh, but the, the, the planet, that planet is on the original movie cartouche. 
They tried to dial it a couple times with no success, but since it's on the cartouche, there must have been a gate there at some point. Possibly yeah. it's just buried. So it's actually four months away on sublight. And yes, I did the math. Oh boy. If it's 1.76 times 10 to the 12th miles, and it would take them four months to get there, if you're counting 30 days per month, it looks like they're going just over 611 million miles an hour. Jesus. Sorry, kilometer people. Um, I live in a country where we're backwards and we don't care about kilometers, so I did We don't my care about a lot of things. Miles. <laughs> I wish we cared about kilometers. There it are makes some life things a lot that easier. I wish we cared about more. So, um, they could use the hyperdrive for such a short trip. Just divide by like two-ish, right? <laughs> divide by two-ish. Um, they could use the hyperdrive for such a short trip um, because we remember we figured out a while ago that if you only draw a little bit of power from it's the okay. quadria, yeah. it's a little, it's, it's, it's more, slightly more stable. Yeah. Um, and so Ronson tells him to set a course. We're going to hyperdrive that shit. It doesn't take them long to get there. But, of course, it does do bad things in the Quadria to the point that the controls aren't responding and Sam is, uh, can't shut down the energy buildup. And things it's only not a few great. minutes before the core goes critical. Yeah. So, at this point, this is where Jack, I think, tells us any port in the storm. Basically. Which I know is an old school phrase. Yeah. In my brain, it's always dirty. <laughs> Here's why. <laughs> I used to hear this a lot. When you're going home and it's like... End of the night, and people are like just hooking up with whatever they can find. I will tell you, that's what we would. That, that was is, code word. I I've heard that referred to there. I still think of you know boats. Nope. I wish my brain did, because there are memories seared into my brain that I wish were not there anymore. So at this point, any port and storm, they really have to hope that Jonas is right about there being a <laughs> Stargate on this planet because uh, if they're about to be screwed, because yeah. right now their only choice is to eject that shield in hopes their shields are really good. Yeah, yeah. eject the core, not eject not the, the shields. Shield. Because then, how do you know if the shield is good? I'm gonna throw my Spend shield. Time at on you. a boat today, <laughs> out in the sun. I throw my shield. I believe on the way home, I mentioned to Grace, instead of taking a cold shower, I was going to take a wet shower. Yes, as opposed to those dry showers that our our spendants take all the time. Grace is like, you spent the day in the sun, haven't you? You are not okay anymore. So uh, they eject it. They try to get as far away from it as they can. But the explosion is huge. And you can see the shockwave go. Yeah, it's big time. And it, it, you know, it causes your typical ship explosions, sparks, etc. But the EM pulse is the real killer in this case. It breaks through the shields and the primary system, uh, computer system goes down. Mm -hmm. Even better, there are bogeys coming in from the planet. Looks like some ballistic missiles to them. And their their sublight engines and their weapons are down since the computer is down and there's three minutes till impact. Yeah. Our only hope is to beg for our lives. Basically, yeah. yeah. Jonas points out that there's a really good chance that they not only saw the massive explosions, but most likely that the EM pulse affected the planet as well. Mm. Um, and if the missiles are anything like Earth's, they say that those are probably shielded from the EMP. Mm. Um, so Jack's like, hey, guys. Help. Um... Sorry. Yeah. Please don't kill us. Mercy. Mercy. Uh, Uncle. Yeah. <laughs> and it's very tense. Yeah. It is very tense. And if the planet destroys the ships, introductions are going to be real difficult. Yeah, because, I mean, that's your last resort. Begging for your life is, is a last resort. And in the middle of all this tenseness, 
we pan from face to face and we end in the middle of one of these on the faces. I uh, believe faces. the pilot and his badge says Peter DeLuise. I saw Major. that! I <laughs> did see it. that one! And I was like... That's not Peter DeLuise, yeah. This is not computing. This brain is not liking... Does it? Here's a question. Does this count as a cameo? Oh. Because I can't decide. I mean, it's Peter DeLuise. It is Peter DeLuise. It's just not the face of Peter it's DeLuise. It's not the Peter DeLuise that we know, it's but it is a Peter, Peter DeLuise. DeLuise. It's a Peter DeLuise. Can so we count it as a half? Asterisk. Can we count it as a half? Yes. Okay, it's a half a cameo. Half a cameo. A half a cami. It's a just, it's a cami if a half. Ha- if a hameo. It's a hameo. <laughs> Stupid. Okay. Can Don't I tell let me you talk anymore. what my head just went to? Alexander Hameo. <laughs> I have a problem, guys. <laughs> um, so anyways, as they are 17... Thousand meters out, two thousand light years, which away. is obviously thank you metric system seventeen kilometers. Uh, if you're <laughs> in the U.S., again, use the weirdest measurement system ever devised by people. It is ten and a half miles. <laughs> <laughs> the missile self destruct, and a commander Kalfas of the Tigrayan security force comes on, gives him some coordinates to land, and is out. Super gruff, brief to the point. Yeah, um, but. They're alive. Yeah. Bonus points. They were, hey, you know what? You've made it this far. Yeah. That's all you can do. Yeah. So in question one is getting ready to head down to the planet, meet the locals. Yeah. Um, Just and see what's up. What's going on? Sam's been trying to trace the Naquita in the Stargate on the planet. Yeah. She seems a little panicky. She's like, I'm not finding this thing. Yeah. Because there's nothing so far. Um, but the main issue at this moment is just peace. Give yeah. peace a chance. Yeah. How about don't kill us? So they ring down and they're greeted about as you would think an actual spaceship visiting Earth would be treated. It feels a little bit like noon at the OK Corral. Which is, again, <laughs> I believe exactly how a spaceship, if it landed yeah. on Earth, would be treated. Yeah. Lots of weapons pointed at them. All the weapons. Um, the, the like, they don't even, the lo- they don't even let Jack finish saying his name before they're like, cake or death. Yeah. <laughs> cake, please. Uh, ca- well, we're all out of cake. We only mm. had two bits and we didn't expect such a rush. <laughs> um, yes. I love it. Uh, they also have weaponized, like, air balloon drones. Which <laughs> yeah. Which super cool. It's very, it's very steampunky. It, it, it hits yeah. my little clockwork it's heart. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so before we get to their version of a breathing room in the city, we actually see they have, like, bullet trains come through yeah. the city. It's pretty cool. Um, a lot of these societies have bullet trains. I don't know what that says about a society that doesn't have bullet trains. I mean, let's not even go there. Jack thinks that Ashwin, he's, or thanks him for, like, not shooting and killing them. <sighs> oh, I do want to say, because at some point, Teal goes, I believe he is sincere. It's like, oh, really, Teal? Oh, really? Thank you. <laughs> what gave that away? The bazillion weapons? <laughs> Thanks, we needed that. There is something in Jack's voice that Ashwin. It's trusted. like detecting magic when something is glowing magic. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that thing's ma- Oh, really? Thank you. Thanks for wasting your spell there. Yeah, please don't you waste a spell on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I love when 
you get two such different personalities mm-hmm. between Ashwin and Caliphus facing the same situation. Yeah. It continues this entire episode. Ashwin is just really excited and truly thinks that this is a moment of historic proportions, meaning yeah. aliens for the first time, and we have to take a hold of this and, like, really learn from it. And Caliphus is like, kill the outsiders. Yeah. Trust no one. Crush the opposition. <laughs> or kill the opposition. Like, that's... That's the two, that's the, there is no middle ground here yeah. to be had. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you can see both sides. That's one of those tough can. ones where it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I want to, I want to pretend that I would be like, welcome strangers. Let's be peaceful. Yeah. But I would probably be like, kill the opposition. <laughs> I would be like when Storm, when the mailman walks past our yeah. house and Stormy's like, I kill you. <laughs> I kill you from this couch. So SG1 gets right to the point. We <laughs> want to borrow your Stargate. Yeah. And they're like, come again for Big Fudge. Yeah. Uh, of course, no one on the planet Tell knows me. what the hell a Stargate is. Guess um, you say Stargate. They, they do find out uh, that it is known here as the Ring of the Gods. <laughs> yeah. But it's a myth. But it's more fun to hear Jack describe it. Jack's description leaves everyone going, huh? Like, even would leave Sam going, I don't know what you're talking about. Even those about. of us who know what it is are <laughs> thoroughly good. Are you actually looking for the Stargate or are you looking for the bathroom? Like, what are you? <laughs> it flushes. There's a dialer. It's round. So SG-1 is hoping to just, like, look around. I just mm. want to poke your culture. Yeah. Uh, study the historical record. Kelphus is like, um, no, after this meeting, you're going back to your ship yeah. and you're staying no, there. thank you. You're on ship arrest. Yeah. You don't have the choice to ask for things. Ashwin's like, we'll bring you some history books. Yeah. Kelphus like, no, SG-1 is grounded. Yeah. They can't have yeah, fun things good while cop, they're grounded. Yeah, good cop, bad cop. Yeah, they are definitely good cop, bad copping the SG-1 team. Also, um, setting my room as a kid was kind of pointless. Uh, yeah, I think a lot of parents learned that because they, they, we were a generation of kids with computers in our rooms. No, no, I, oh, I didn't have, this was long before, like, just in general. Yeah. I had books in my room. Yeah. <laughs> well, for me, it was like, this is where I wanted to be in the first place. Yeah. You made me come out here and be people with people <laughs> that I did not want to people at. Because that was actually, that's what your teenage grace was. Yeah. Come out here. Come out here. No. No, thank you. No. Come out here and be people with the people that came to visit us. I'm like, no, I really don't give shits no. about people. No. Yeah. So um, Ashwin clearly does have the final say and the power here. Uh, and he goes, if SG-1 can find proof of the Stargate, then we they will help him locate it. Yeah. And as an act of good faith between their people. Fair. And after SG-1 leaves, Caliphus is like, trust no one. Uh, and you get the idea that these people really don't know a lot about their history. There's some no. major chunk missing. And if SG-1 uh, and the Earthlings, right. Prometheans, uh, can help them recover <laughs> it, then Ashwin's really happy for it. Like, travelers from another world are seeking their help. That's a big thing. It's kind of a big deal, yeah. So back on Prometheus. Well, and I wonder, if their history oh. is so young, yeah, they, they must be... Itching for growth. Yes. You know what I mean? Well, you can, you get from the conversation we have later over, I don't want to call it a dinner, uh-huh. um, that it really is two different minds. Yeah. Some of them really are in wanting to learn about them, and the other half is like, what good can come from it? Right. Let's just look forward. Right. Don't yeah. look behind. Um, but on Prometheus, they're doing their homework with the local history, but there's nothing. 
There's yeah. no archaeology data. There's no writing, no artifacts, like nothing. No indication the Gould were here, which is weird because they're litter bugs and just leave shit everywhere in history. Yeah. Um, they just like vomit history all over a culture. <laughs> yeah. They're not interested in cleaning up after themselves. No. Yeah. Um, and what's weirder is it only goes back 300 years. Which is very weird. So either they're hiding something from someone or their entire past has been erased. Mm-hmm. So later on, Jack, Sam, and Ronson are on a walk and talk, and Jack has offered the locals a tour of the ship and turn for a library pass. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Jack was going to ask for permission at some point. He was just going to do things. Yeah. I, w- I did want to say, um, there's this scene in when before Jack and Ronson talk yeah. where... It's it's cleverly done, and I imagine it's on purpose. Where the the guys on the planet, the Tagrians, yeah. Tagrians are like, "There's no shred of evidence of a Stargate," <laughs> and we pan over and see four Terra patches with Stargates on them, just all in a line in this beautiful shot where it's like, "No shred of there it is." That's exactly what we're looking at. That thing. That thing? That thing right there. That one. It won't have that symbol on it, but that thing. It's pretty appropriate. Anyway, I just really like that, that shot. That was, that was really cool. Clever. Um, so, you know, uh, Ronson's not excited about this. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really want to give a tour to the ship to the same people who are pointing a metric fuck ton of guns at them. Right. Can't blame him. He's a lot like um, uh, Calphus here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, yeah. there are two sides of the same coin. Uh-huh. Um, and Jack reminds him that if this was Earth, you know, they'd be doing the same thing. Right. We'd have all the weapons in the world so many pointed weapons. at the spaceship Such as well. weapons. <laughs> Especially when you see them set off a giant explosion in space yeah. and send a giant EMP through everything. Yep. We start our own peeing races. And so so Jack goes looking for a barbecue and mm-hmm. Sam's like, I'd probably make you one. Yeah. Um, There's probably a spit somewhere downstairs. Like, honestly, yeah. Um, But while they feast on the ship, I'm going to use that term loosely, Jonas and Teal'c tour the Central Archives, and we learn that SG-1 has been to 133 planets. A lot. That's a lot of things. And if so if you consider how many episodes we have that haven't included gate travel, we've seen probably a majority, like, I'm thinking like 80% of their missions. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and at most of those, there's been some sort of indication of their past. The Gould would at least have forced the locals to build a monument or two in their yeah. honor. You know, yeah. something. And Jonas is pretty certain that you can't just erase history. I love my favorite part of this thing. It's a great conversation. But the coolest part is watching these two swole ass dudes <laughs> sitting in the library yeah. looking like the football team uh-huh. came in at lunch and was trying to study for a test that they actually have to take as opposed to just get a buy on. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it's like, who the hell let these guys in here? <laughs> what you're, the I'm gym's down looking. there. Yeah. The gym's down you're there. You're in the wrong, excuse me. <laughs> Do you know why you're here? And then, of course, the second you talk to Jonas, yeah. he's like, oh, okay. Oh, no, you, you, you belong. You're fine. You're fine. We're not sure about the quiet one. Yeah. yeah. But that's exactly what it looks like to me. Like, what is the yeah. football team doing in the library? That's why everyone's eyeing them. <laughs> um, I mean, I would be eyeing them. For other reasons. <laughs> we're like, how's your book? Uh-huh. She looks like we're being watched. Jonas is like, duh. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that a while the ago. The dude with the crush on us is totally eyeing us. Yes. Yeah. 
So back at the barbecue, um, <laughs> Sam runs like Ashwin through the ship, like a tour, mm-hmm. and, and like how much of the technology was alien, how much the Nequadria works. She the shows pros and cons. him a whole new world, if you will. Yes, <laughs> I can uh, open show you the ships. I was gonna go. She can open his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> um. But that's also like the instability. On a magic spaceship ride in the Nequadria is also it's great for moving through space real fast, but it's also what kind of led to the giant explosion in yeah. your atmosphere. I like the way yeah, she makes him sound very cavalier. Like yeah, yeah we use this thing. It sucks sometimes, but it's yeah. pretty cool most of the time. So we just go with it. Exactly. Um, and yes, this is a military vessel. <laughs> But, you know, for defense. Yeah. Really, you know, for defense. Mm-hmm. Reasons. Reasons. Yeah. Defense reasons. Um, and Ronson comes in at that point and is like, this ship is really weaponized. And there's so many weapons. For defense. For defense. So beware. So beware of don't make me defense you. And Sam is like, I'm going to defense at you. Sam is like, please ignore the commander of the ship. But Kalfus is like, we would only attack with with provocation. We would only defend with our defenses at your defense. And then Ronson and Kalfus just have a dick swinging contest for a while. Another peeing race. Uh, Have a peeing race. (laughs) Back at the library, mm-hmm. Jonas and Teal'c are still being spied on, but Tonus gets the drop on them, and with a, can we help you? Yeah. <laughs> His name is Tarek. I love how he just, I love the amount of scrolls. I wonder how long that took props to get back there. <laughs> There's just 7,000 scrolls in, yeah. like, behind there, uh-huh. and he, like, drops five of them. Yep. <laughs> uh, he's great. a professor of mathematics at this university mm-hmm. here, and it's not Jonas or Tilk that he's curious about. Lies. It's fine. the ring of the gods. <laughs> yes. Um, he thinks he can help them find it. Mm. And Tonus is like, go on. <laughs> yes, please. And this guy is like hyped on caffeine or like something. He's a little wormtailish. I think like, he's hyped on hormones. I think this guy has a crush on our guys. Like, there's something. He's just, he's very meerkatish. Uh, to me, I think that he is just. How often do you see two specimens of the true. male species that this look like Jonas and Teal'c in that this room? That man true. is excited. This is very he true. He has been a long time since he's used his wiles. Probably. And he is into it. I wouldn't doubt it. I don't blame him. I would be too. Yeah. So back on Prometheus, they're having dinner. <laughs> yeah. Ashwin is uh, like... Like... More excited than I would be yeah. about eating this food because to him it was grown on a world millions of light years away. Yeah, which is really actually true and it's actually a really it cool is. thought. It is a really cool thought. It still looks like I got school lunches better than I that. think. I think he's trying to think of something nice to say about the crappy food. To be fair, like- I may be projecting because of how much I hate peas. Oh, that's true. You do hate like peas. Like, I, ha- I hate peas. Give peas a chance. So I think I may be projecting a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, I do like uh, Jack's offhand comment. I don't know if you have it in your notes. Well, but it's like, yes, 
food from a, a million light years away that was frozen a yeah. million yeah. years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Sam cuts to the point. He's like, Ashwin, why is there 300 years of history? Where's the rest of it? Did you misplace it? Donde esta your history? <laughs> is it under is a it rock? la biblioteca? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, is there a, a different biblioteca? <laughs> Did we only get this the last 300 years biblioteca? Is there like They a... haven't unlocked the, the next... You know, like yeah. when you're playing a video game, uh-huh. it's like, I haven't unlocked that face yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That part of the map is so close. We don't have the key yet to, <laughs> to the like 400 to 800 years ago library. <laughs> Um, we but not get it till we beat the final boss of this level. <laughs> Apparently, there was some dark ages before 300 years ago. One that was so bad that the people on this planet wanted to forget. And so yeah. they just stopped recording and destroyed all their history. So can I tell you something really funny that I wrote in my notes? Yes. I wanted to ask you who said this line. Now, you'll know the line when I tell you this thing. But my 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 thing did an, an a typo. <laughs> So I wrote, those who forget history are doomed to forget it. Because I are smart. Those who forget history are doomed to forget it. You know what? That fits for this episode. I think that's our AKA for this episode. I legit think that that's the AKA for this episode. All right, fine. AKA. Those those who who forget forget history history are doomed to forget it. I like it. Perfect. Um, but they're missing thousands of years of history, and even if they wanted to know what their ancient history was, there's literally nothing to know. Yeah. Like, it's just gone. He's, he's all not there anymore. And this is when Kalfus pipes in that, um, you know, anything before year zero <laughs> is, has yeah. no intrinsic value to society. <clears throat> there's no reason to know it. And Ronson points out that on Earth, we study history to learn from it. I mean, uh, we could probably study a little bit harder sometimes, but... Yeah. <laughs> and Kalfas says that he believes that nostalgia is a sign of weakness, and everyone Santayana. is... Santayana. George Santayana, sorry. <laughs> didn't, was, isn't he a guitar player? Yes. Uh-huh. Santana. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Yes, Got and it. it's been butchered and plagiarized uh-huh. many times since then. Philosopher, essayist, uh, poet, and novelist. Until we get to those who forget history are doomed to forget it. Grace Gonzalez. <laughs> Circa 2018. Um, okay, sorry, I'm back. But Sam plays a great Hufflepuff right now <laughs> and is like, everyone's views are valid. All the things are important right now. And they have a toast to history in the future. Let's be friends. Uh, I am uncomfortable because I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> so then she's like, I'm just going to pretend I'm a Hufflepuff right now. Yep. Everyone <laughs> is okay. Sam and Jack escort the Tigreans off the ship, and Calphus thinks the meal was interesting. Yeah. It is kind of interesting to see, though, uh, you know, among all the shitty things, um, if I understand properly, so they destroyed everything in defiance of, of Horus. Yes. So it's cool to see people who've come back from this yeah. sort of gold mm-hmm. overtaking, who were like, fuck off gold. Yeah, it's like they destroyed everything in defiance, and also it's like everything that happened with Horus is shit. And right. like, we purposely want those memories to die out. Yeah, like yeah. they're, so 
I love that their heart was in this place of like, you're not real. Yeah. You don't own us. We're real people. But also a little too far in the destroying things. Well, it goes along with in in it's a subject that I've sort of been that's been discussed a lot with Westworld right now. OK, um, is the is the idea that you only live as long as someone can remember you. Yeah. So you, uh, Horace is was would well, be alive if, if Coco tells the truth, which it does, <laughs> it does. Then yes, yes. Um, but so Horace would still be alive, like his spirit would still be alive right. if people were still, which they are secretly on this planet. But yeah. if people were still talking about Horace, if first even saying how horrible Horace was, he's still then alive in that culture. Yeah. If you wipe out everything about Horace, he's dead. He's dead because but no then one remembers. You him. run this danger of the people who secretly yes. worship him gaining all this ground. Yes. Oh, the world is a tricky place. <sighs> so um, Ashwin did enjoy dinner, though. Yes. That's important. <laughs> That's all that matters. Uh, and Jack is like, so all those guns that are pointed at this, <laughs> do they need to be pointed at us? Can you point Can them elsewhere? Can they not be? Um, and Ronson's like, I mean, Kelfis is like, no, we're not going to move any guns. Ronson's like, I respect that. Yeah, I would have moved guns either. Yeah. Kelfis leaves then and Ashwin apologizes that Kelfis' diplomacy is not his strength. And Jack's <laughs> yeah. like, we share that trait. Yeah. I will say, Jack, you definitely are better at diplomacy yeah. <laughs> than Kelfis yeah. is. For sure. Only because he's practiced. He just doesn't want to admit it, though. Yeah. It's Jack. So I think if, if it were up to Jack, he would be more like... Uh, like Calphus. Uh, yes. With diplomacy. But there's enough Hammond influence. There's enough yep. Daniel influence. Yep. There's enough Jonas, Asgard and yeah. Jonas that he's like, fine. I, I will reluctantly be diplomacy. Yes. I am diplomacing at you. Is is that, is it nope. diplomacy? I will be diplomatic. I'm, I will diplomacy at you. I'm diplomacying. I like that. I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> so apparently Ashwin is seen as weak on defense. Uh-huh. Um, so Kelphus's political support, because he's all about defense, he's literally just a defense muppet, um, is <laughs> yeah. growing. Uh, and Prometheus's arrival has not helped the situation at all. Right. Um, it sounds like basically Ashwin is, is basically was one giant move away from getting overthrown. Right. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really sketchy. And, and well, because this this is a real situation. Yeah, you know, among all the jokes and stuff, it's like okay. So do we protect or do we open up? You can't do both. And you and this, ha- but it's it's growth or fear. Yeah, and this has happened in governments. Yeah, like all the time uh, in current events. I, I mean, without being too literal, it's yeah. like do you open up or do you close borders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, what do you do exactly? Um, you can choose to grow, but then you yeah. make yourself vulnerable, or you can choose to not grow and yep. keep yourself safe. Yeah, and those to some people, it's a balancing. It's a, it's a hard, balancing. It's act. a hard choice to make. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Tonus and Tarek arrive in Tarek's office. It's kind of a mess, but also a little Da Vinci ish. <laughs> and, uh, and if he can, he, he thinks he can help him find the Ring of the Gods. Mm-hmm. He's Spent a lifetime collecting these relics from the time before their people turned their back on their god, their creator, Horus. Oh, boy. 
Uh, he it's is when Teok like slowly crushes something his in his fist hand. Just yeah. clenches. He's one of the few on the planet who dares still believe in him. Yikes! And he quickly brings out the necklace with the little Heroer eagle on it. No, thank you. And Teok is quick on the. He is not a god. He's a ghoul. Kill yeah. it with the stick. Yeah. Um, but it's like, look, you're not going to in one moment. Right. Change this guy's belief. He's believing in, in Horus as his god, as his creator since When there's no truth ever. to believe, you make up this fantasy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, no matter, so no matter how true Teal'c is, yeah. it's going to take more than uh, 30 seconds to convince yep. him otherwise. Um, and especially an alien. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, Jonas thinks that Tigrians must have destroyed all the evidence of Herur and Defiance, including everything to do with the Stargate. Mm-hmm. Um, but something did remain. There is a papyrus scroll with hieroglyphics and Don't. a picture of the Stargate. A, a treasure map. eye. It is a treasure map. The sharp eye. <laughs> the sharp eye. Jonas, Jonas can figure out that it's a variation of pre-dynastic Egyptian, and it mm. basically gives the exact coordinates to where the Stargate should be. Yeah. Ta-da. In Jakku. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of the planet we're on, uh, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. So Kelphus and Ashwin are hashing things out. Um, Kalfus is pissed that they want to go to the desert and the wastelands. Ashman's is like, just fucking take them. Like, yeah, are you afraid they're going to find do. something? Yeah. Just, and they, again, the worst that happens is they find it. Yeah. And again, they have the same arguments. It comes down to the same argument they're having the entire episode. Yeah. One is, let's start a new chapter of history. The other one's like, kill them. They want to kill us, kill them first. Yeah. To fear or to grow. To fear or to but grow. But for now, Ashman has the final say. So, Tonus and Tarek are taken to the wastelands of Jakku, looking Ta-da. for the Stargates. Um, cue the montage. And there's some monuments they can use as reference. Mm-hmm. So they dig, 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 <laughs> and mine the whole day through. And it doesn't take long before Teal hits something. Yeah. The- I do love this digging up the gate montage, and there's a, a bit of a score that I haven't heard before. Yeah. That comes in that's really fun. It's Well, it's one of those times where it's like, we've spent so long getting to this point that we just kind of have to tie up the episode real yeah. quick. Yeah, quick, quick, quick. Just. It's a montage. Do all this shit at the end of the episode real fast. Yeah. Um, but the the cover stones say, uh, here lies the Chapa Eye of Heru-Ur, false gods, the people of Tigrin. <laughs> My autocorrect says Target. Uh-huh, of Target. <laughs> to the false gods of the people of Target. <laughs> May they never know a day like that again. <laughs> I want to be the people of Target. It's like the people of Walmart, only less creepy. Yeah, uh-huh. Less trashy. Well, I mean, it Says was started... the girl sitting in her pajamas. Listen, it was started in Minnesota, okay? <laughs> yeah. Target is Minnesota. I'll take it. That's why it's awesome. <laughs> so, Tilk radios into Jack and Prometheus, and they're like, yo, dudes, found a Stargate. Did you order one? We can have a two-day delivery at Amazon Prime. Over there, yeah. <laughs> Jack's like, figure out... Uh, transport with Ashwin mm-hmm. for that Amazon Grab some drones. Prime-ness. Get yeah, some drones. we're gonna Amazon drone it. <laughs> you may need a few more drones on that guy. Seven more drones. He's a little heavy. 73,000 drones. 11 so- <laughs> million drones. So, uh, epic music, strong guys with muscles, uh-huh. uncover gate. I do uh, love that we see the strong guys with muscles, like yeah. shirtless strong guys uh-huh. with muscles. It's Got true. it. Got it. I mean... Now I fully understand how difficult this was to unbury. Without the strong guys, the shirtless strong guys, I would have never known. Exactly. Uh, Sam and uh, 
Tarek uncover the DHD. Looks like it's good. Working Yay. order. Kalfus is, of course, creeping on this from a distance, being a grump. Uh, sometime around sunset for extra dramatic effect, they raise the Stargate Yay. in a scene very reminiscent of the movie, the original Finding that yes, we see. Yes, I remember that. Uh, and Jonas punches in Earth. I'm assuming Earth. <laughs> and it looks types good. Earth. Earth. E-A-R-F. He just goes, hey, DHD, call Earth. <laughs> and I was like, waiting for my, my actual Siri to wake up. <laughs> yeah, but you said DHD, not yeah. Siri. <laughs> Unless you've changed your... Sometimes she wakes up to the word hey. <laughs> I was like, I think I want to change mine to answer to DHD and not Siri. That would be cool. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> as you can imagine, the locals are like, oh, shit. What just happened? Yeah. When the thing kabooshes. Um, and so ends the story, right? They got started up. At the end, everybody they goes go, home. Gotta go bye. <laughs> nope. Instead, Kelphus comes rolling in in a motherfucking tank, <laughs> laying down a lie of fire. Like, because... 700 guys deep. Apparently, he's, he's come to take back what belongs to his people. Yeah. Thanks for... No one's um, taking your Stargate, dude. Have you seen how heavy this thing is? <laughs> no one... We're not taking it. We're... You're just gonna sit aside and roll the Stargate? Yeah. It would be rolling. <laughs> They're just gonna put the tallest guy inside it and huh? hamster roll hamster that thing roll through. It. Yeah, hamster wheel that thing out of there. So, um, surprisingly... Not surprisingly. Mm. Ashwin is outraged, had no knowledge of this. Uh, he refuses to stand down. And claims to be, or Kalfus does, mm. uh, claims to be protecting the Tigrian security. And he has way too many followers in the military to just arrest him because it could cause a civil war. I like that he does roll up in the biggest tank he can, he like does. just sitting in the top of the tank. Yes. Like, what's up, bitches? Yep. I'm here for my stuff. This is my tank. My other car yeah. is a bigger tank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we know how delicate, we've, well, we've been told how delicate the sort of the government is right now. That this could cause a civil war um, if he tries to arrest him. Yeah, I was got cop fixing my hair. That's why I looked at you weird. <laughs> but uh, the commander of the guns around the Prometheus is an Ashwin loyal. Right. Um, so the ship can take off. Because Ashwin ain't no dummy. He's he, not stupid. He would have been smart enough to put someone like that in. Exactly. Second in command. Yeah. So back on Jakku. Kalfus knows that the ancestors buried the gate for a reason, and he's basically afraid, and he's pretty damn sure that once SG-1 goes through it, they're going to return in greater numbers and take the planet. Like, that's absolutely certain what will happen in Kalfus's head. Tilk's like, you be cray-cray. <laughs> uh, and also, Kalfus wants to learn how to use the Stargate for his own advantage. Yeah. Yeah. He is basically he's like, I'm going to go through and shoot things. But he is absolutely sure what he is doing, what needs to be done for the protection of his people on this planet. That's the thing. Nobody thinks they're doing something bad. Everybody thinks they're doing good, which makes this tougher. Yeah. Um, Back on Prometheus, Ronson does not want to take off. Like, we have no shield still. I don't care how many members of SG-1 they have hostage. My responsibility is to my crew and to my ship. And gotta keep people safe. And like, I don't trust that Ashwin has control of his government right now. Which he kind of feels like he doesn't. Exactly. Considering everybody just rolled up and pointed guns. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't think he did (laughs) either. Exactly. So Sam comes to the bridge with Ashwin and he's like, no, I'm taking the same risk as you are right now. You need to trust me. You will not be fired on. Yeah. Like these people here, I know. Yeah. Those people over there. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about (laughs) that. Everything that light touches is your kingdom. What about that dark part over there? Don't go there. 
Just sh- sh- quiet. Sh- doesn't exist. Just dreams now. Um, so Ronson, he's not happy about it. No. But he does it. And uh, it's a big will they or won't they about firing on Prometheus. But Ashman is right. They didn't fire on the Prometheus. And there's a great Star Wars quote that let's hope the old man is right. Or this is going to be a real <laughs> short ride. Yep. <laughs> that works. That works. Any Star Wars quote in a storm. Uh, <laughs> zing. Zing. One for Nixie. The ship flies over the Stargate site and Caliphus is like, I told you so, but also shit. Yep. Um, I need new pants. Yeah. I just <laughs> crap my pants. Uh, my pants brown? Because that'd be really good right now. <laughs> yeah, I hope that they blend into the color. Ashwing rings down with him and Jack to make sure Prometheus doesn't fire unless they get the signal. And mm-hmm. I also really like how he waited to say that till he's ringed down in front yeah. of Calphus. Yep. Because Jack is no dummy. Yep. He's like, I'm going to swing my dick around mm-hmm. too. I got a dick. I can swing it. Mm-hmm. So Ashwin is like, let these people go. Calphus mm. is like, no, no, thank you. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so Ashwin speaks to everyone else that Calphus is a good man. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that their ancestors, you know, like, he thinks as their ancestors did. Yeah. You know, um, and if you don't understand what it is, squash it like a bug and bury it. Right. Uh, Remove the danger before it becomes a danger. Exactly. Uh, Ashman used to think the same. Yeah. But then this episode happened. <laughs> yeah. And his eyes were opened. But then I was charmed by these beautiful people that came to see me. Look at how cool the Stargate is. Yeah. Isn't it shiny? Mm-hmm. Um, like, this is our history. And without our history, they don't know who they are or where they come from or what they someday could be. Sure. So Ashman's not going to make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. And he relieves Kelphis of command. Because those who forget the history are doomed to forget, forget it. it. Yep. <laughs> and no one moves. Yeah. So he is a little more forceful. Yeah. Lower your weapons. Yeah. And they do. In case you didn't understand what that big old speech was, let me put it in real simple words. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off with weapons. Um, and it's this is kind of Ashman's make or break moment. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, if this didn't work, he'd be... That'd be the end yeah. of Ashwin, I think. But, again, because this did work, I think he's pretty solid in command now. Uh-huh. Like, um... <clears throat> a smart move to swiftly remove Calfix from power, too. Yes. Absolutely. Um... So, Ashwin didn't even know he had it in him, either, which yeah. I love. And Calfix is arrested. Dun, dun, dun. So, here's the thing. I'm going to play Devil's Advocate. Yes. This gate was buried. A lot of times early in, we would bury gates to protect planets. Yes. We have just unburied a gate. Yes, we have. Now, we have made these people susceptible. Yes, we have. Dun, dun, dun. dun. Grace prediction. This is going to come back and bite us in the ass. Here's the other. Well, here's, I would say, another question. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, these people clearly have technology yeah. that is fairly close to ours. Yeah. If probably only a couple de- decades behind, I'm guessing, from sure. the look of things. Yeah. Um, we could teach them what we learned about putting an iris in. That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? And they are smart enough to already understand that the gold are not to be I fucked with. I do come from the fact of, can't you just, like, stick something in the way of the gate? Yeah. Instead of having a fancy iris, just, like... Then again, I guess the idea is no one can dial in at all. Right. But and you want to be able to use it, but... I would say that these people probably have the technology to at least have some sort of protection on their gate. That's fair. They can put a lock on their gate. Sure. They can put... What's the thing that you put in the steering wheel? The club? The club. They can put a club on a their gate. A little gate club? Yeah, a little I gate like club. It. I like it. 
So sometime later, SG-1 will be back. Um, and until they return, Prometheus and her crew will be honored guests. Aww. And there's going to be a state dinner when they return. And they can't wait to start Full learning their history. Full of frozen peas. Yep. Because it's the human food that humans eat. And next up dun, 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 dun. is prophecy. Whoa. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but I'm ready. It's prophetic. It's prof- prophet. Yep. I can say that word. I just don't want to. <laughs> um, it means that we will confuse Harry Potter and Neville Longbottom. Oh, boy. <laughs> who is, is it Trelawney, the one who's like... Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, this episode features Professor Trelawney. This episode brought to you by Professor Trelawney. Trelawney. Yay. Uh, this was fun. I really enjoyed this episode. I don't know... It that doesn't, it's enough yeah, for the list. It doesn't go on to my top five. Now, mind you, if we see these people again and my prediction according to Grace yes. comes true, this is going on A-list somewhere. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will say we get an indeed. We do. Um, and we get half a cameo. <laughs> yes. 16 and a half cameos for Peter Deloise. Nice. No for crying out loud. Nope. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, I think it's been a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm ready for another Sam-centric episode, too. I hear I that. That makes sense. I hear that. But we'll see. We're getting towards the end of the season. We have one episode and then the season finale. And the season finale is the start of a three-parter. Oh, I'm scared. Okay. I forgot that we were doing this. Guys, I'm taking big drinks of my coffee. The feels. The feels train is here. Hop on because the Grace tray. doesn't know what happens during that three-parter season finale I'm just going to say starter. that if this works out the way I think it is, yeah. the third part... Can we have a Grace prediction right now? Well, I'm going to do this. Okay. The third part of this finale yeah. is the weekend of my birthday. Okay. Or no. So this weekend is not the season finale. No. Next weekend is part one of the season finale. Yeah. The weekend after that is yes. my birthday weekend. Yes. So we get into finale times. Uh-huh. I don't want my heart broken <laughs> on my birthday. I mean, I can't um, determine what's going to break your heart or not. Something's going to happen. Well, I feel like... Listen, we've had three parties before. I can't tell. We've had three parties before where it's just big, huge, giant action and then nothing, like, things change at the end, but, like, nothing super changes. Well, we haven't addressed um, Junior being gone. We have not. So that's got to be addressed. I'm really scared that Braytech's going to die. Okay. Um... I don't know. I'm. I feel comfortable. I feel like Jonas is here, and that's comfortable. I don't know. I, I don't think there's more to address there, but maybe there. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know because we haven't picked on a particular person I'm yet. I'm taking big drinks of my coffee. Um, I'm ready. Alrighty. Well, you have one more week till you have to start thinking about that season oh. finale. I'm going to need a lot of drinks. We're going to need all the drinks in the world. Strong, stiff drinks. Uh, Guys, thanks for listening and watching and playing along with our dumb games. And my uh, my sunburntness and on a boatness. I'm on a boat. I refrain from making jokes about how it was a three-hour tour. I got a flippy hours. floppy. <laughs> I'm on a boat. I did, I did make fun of I'm on a boat, but I didn't make Gilligan's Island references. Oh. I was very proud of myself. I'm proud of you, too. 
Um, as always, you know where to find us. On Twitter, we're at Tara Podcast. On Facebook, we're at There's No Place Like Tara. Uh, you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Uh, I want to say thank you to all the people who said get better on Facebook. It was really nice. Yay, love you guys. And um, I feel a bazillion times better. Also, one quick thing is, again, if you are a fan of Westworld, um, I oh. was not on the last episode of Dreams for Delos on For Geek's Sake feed, but I will be again for the season finale Ooh. next. This, the week that, the time that this comes out is the same time the that same Dreams week? of Delos. Like, I think the same day or I need to watch that time. show. I haven't started it you yet. You would super love Westworld. I do love a good Western, and I know that it's Western adjacent. <laughs> it's a thing. Okay. That includes Westerns. Western adjacent. Yeah. Got it. And, you know. I mean, this girl grew up in the Old West. Uh, let's just say that there's many things that you would <laughs> highly enjoy do you like philosophy? I like that. I, I do. Do you like it. moral questions? I like things. Do I'm going to watch it. Yeah, you, you should watch it. Do you, All right. Do you like uh, uh, really well done nudity? I can, I can handle that. Here's the thing. It's equal tasteful, opportunity. Tasteful nudes. Equal opportunity. A.K.A. Tasteful nudes. Guys, we got to go. We got to go. First conversation gets where I love you. Bye. We're going to go. Bye. Bye.